Hello and welcome to another edition of Thursday Night Live on SCFC Fan TV. Sorry we're a little bit late, we've had a few last minute technical hitches, but uh, I think we're all right now, good to go. Join us on the show tonight, so we've got fresh from a, uh, a nice sunny holiday. We've got Emma, Emma, how was your holiday and uh, how's your week been? Oh, the holiday was spot on, Wayne. Just didn't want to come back. I stepped off the plane and it was just absolutely chucking down in 12 degrees. And it was like, nah, I'm jumping back on this plane. <laughs> but my week's been all right. Just been back at work and getting in the swing of it, you know, after three weeks off work. What more can you expect? Not good, not good. Playing catch-up, not good. Okay. Also on the short night, we've got Jack Shields. Jack, how are you doing, mate? How's your week going? Yeah, pretty good. Um Plenty to talk about, obviously, tonight. Two away wins, as we're coming on to. Haven't been anywhere on holiday like Emma, so unfortunately, I've just been in the northeast. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I was, I was in Yorkshire on Saturday. I was at a stag do at Leeds. Um, but, um, yeah, um, happy days with six away points in the last few days. And uh, as long as Sunderland's winning, I'm a happy lad. Great time to be a Sunderland fan. Great time to be a Sunderland fan. Like I said, loads to talk about. And, and last but not least, as you can see, we've got Mike, who's modelling um, the third strip. Um, yeah. It's my replica kit. The guy said it was legit. Cut my neck. I'm taking that off now. Gags over. Oh, you've got to leave it on. You've got to leave it on. <laughs> um, Mike is uh, is also celebrating. He's uh, he's become a father yesterday morning. Mike, I believe for the fifth time. So it's not much of a celebration. It's more of start buying stuff in bulk from Costco. So, so if, if you fall asleep during the stream, we know what's happened. That's the one. Uh, don't forget you can get involved with the short night um, via the live chat. Already in there, we've got Las Palmas. Mac, good evening, lads. Not many bedwetters about, but still a few around. David Joblin, you can't beat youth. This team is starting to click a, a fancy something to get first or second. Excellent result on Saturday. Excellent result on Wednesday. I'm pleased we kept Pritchard as well. Mick Griffiths, good evening, one and all. Hope all's well. Alan Robinson says, evening, lads. Mickey Mack, evening, everyone. What a wonderful world it is in the sun right now. Ryan McCormack says, evening, people. Burrow till I die. Oh, take your time, lads. I don't know why there's a Burrow fan in there, but never mind. Rufus Aberjas, evening, all. Great week for the lads. Two wins and a straight red card for the ginger. <laughs> uh, David Joblin, good evening, lads. And Rufus in there says, no picture. Oh, I'm hoping everybody else has got a picture, otherwise we'll just be on audio. Can you put in the chat if you can all see us? Because uh, that might have been just before we started. It was a bit of a late start, wasn't it? Um, anyway, we've got 63 watching at the moment. We've got 20 likes. We're trying to get to 100 likes by the end of the show, like we always say. Um, <coughs> Mike's had his, he's, uh, his third strip on there. I've got my top top on. You know the drill by now. It's a uh, code there, S-E-F-E-N-1-5. Go on there and have a look at the, the website and uh, any retro clothing you like. You can uh, get a 15% discount. Ryan McCormack says you can see all, which is really good. So, yes, Mickey Max says, yes, your mugs are on. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, got quite a bit to review tonight. So, you know, following on from our 5 0 battering of Southampton, we then went to QPR at the weekend. You know, could we then follow that up with another win? And we certainly could. So, Jack, you know, I know you weren't there at the weekend, unfortunately. One of the weird grounds what you haven't yet ticked off. But uh, when you saw the team, or did you get to see the, much of the game, or did you just watch it on your or the highlights on Twitter type of thing, or 
glue to your phone. Yeah, well, the bar that we're in had an absolutely massive screen and it had Sky Sports News on. So you had the goals coming in, but one of the lads had on his phone. So we were getting the phone alerts before the, the, the uh, Gillette Soccer Saturday was coming through. Um, but yeah, I, I looked at the team. I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, you know, we were sort of hamstring a little bit with one or two niggles, weren't we? And, uh, you know, the only thing that you, you know, we discussed was would Pritchard, would. Um, Roberts come back in for Bar, and he kept Bar, didn't he? He, he kept Bar um, and started him. Um, and really, you know, from from what I, from the bits I saw from the game, it looked like QPR started the stronger. They got the goal. We took a little bit of a while to get going, and for me, the key incident was obviously the red card, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Our our old friend, <laughs> I, I use friend in inverted commas, Jack Colback. Um, <laughs> He went in with, I mean, we're jo- I'm joking about it, but let's be honest, let's be serious. It was a ridiculous tackle. It yeah. was a horrible, dirty tackle. It was late. It was high. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, lucky, we're lucky not to not to have had a, a really serious leg break then. It was absolutely a red card. Don't know what the QPR fans were talking about on social media, saying it wasn't a red card and it was a harsh decision. Not sure what game they were watching. Um and it even even sweeter that it was a player we don't like. Um, and for me, the way that we play at the minute, there's there's one team that you don't want to go ten men against, and it's us because we play the ball so well. You know what I mean? We, we switch. We've got pace in behind. Um, and from then on, when we got the equaliser, uh, I felt like there was only only one team that was going to go on and win it, um, and it was us. Uh, you know that the goals seemed to be well taken. It took us a while to to get the equaliser, and again, it came on a really good time on the stroke of half time because I think. When you get that goal on half time, it changes the whole complexion of the game, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It it uh, it, it puts a different focus on it. And we had a shot and it went in. Look, lucky deflection from Jack Clark. And then second half, I, I was fairly confident, even though it was one one and we were away from home. I was fairly confident that we were going to go on to win the game. I just felt like you know against ten men, a, a, a team that's probably in the bottom bottom third of the league, I really fancied us. Um, Dan Ballard pops up and gets a goal, well taken goal from Bar. Um, and the only disappointing thing is that we didn't get a couple more towards the end. It would have been nice to see Burstow get a goal. But yeah, really, really good away performance um, and a good three points on the road. You, you can't, you can't complain. Right, happy days and well summed up, Jack. Well summed up, um, Mike. You know, when we saw the team sheet, obviously we we knew Huggins was in, wasn't he? So, what was your thoughts when you saw that team against Cuteyard? Do you think we're going to struggle? No, no. Um, I, to be honest, I had. Every confidence I don't, on my shorts, I actually predicted 3-1. So I actually got that one spot on with QPR. Um, I was happy not to see Dak starting, so we won't <laughs> go there again. <laughs> but um, yeah, Jack Colback did do us a favour. Um, he made it easier for us, but I think we played with confidence throughout that whole game. And I'm with Jack where I had, I had belief all the way through that. There was no sat back, nervous, waiting for that last minute goals coming in from QPR. I thought we were in control the whole time. I think we did really well. Great stuff, great stuff. Emma, I know you were, you were a little bit tired on, on the game, but I don't know if you had a chance to catch the highlights. Um, ah, you have. <laughs> your thoughts when you saw that uh, Dennis Certain wasn't playing in the, when Huggins was in the side? To be fair, I was actually glad to see Huggins back. Because um, I thought... Everybody needs the game time, you know what I mean. And on the back of Southampton, when it was like, well, what you got to lose, he can switch it up if he needs to. Do you know what I mean? So I, I was happy that he was back on the side. I really was. Um, I mean, I thought it was a tremendous game against QPL. I'm 
gutted I couldn't get down. Um, it's the one away game I want to go to this season. It was the same last season. I couldn't get because it was midweek. Um, but no, I thought it was a pretty good game. Um, warned and no threat, in my opinion. Um, and I just wish Lugo 9 had managed to get a foot in on callback. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pleased he was set off. But I wanted to go down to get a foot in, and I would rather, and people are going to shout and scream at us for this, but I would rather have all nine went off and broke callback's legs, to be fair. I mean, after the after the first 15 minutes, it wasn't looking good, was it? I mean, you know, we, we go a goal down after, I think it was 12 minutes, you know, a scrappy goal. Probably not much Patterson could do about what it was, you know, I was through a load of bodies into the bottom corner. And then obviously Ekwa, we'll lose Ekwa after 14 minutes, and then you think, oh, here we go. So Jack, you know, when, when you thought, it wasn't looking good after you think it's gonna be one of them days after the first 15 minutes. But I think with with our team now, you always feel confident we can get back in the game. Yeah, I think we've we've got goals in the team, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? It's nice to see a Sunderland team that attacks and, and plays on the front foot. How long have we been in the Premier League and just been sitting back and you know we've been worried what the opposition's gonna to do to us? And I think now it's the boots on the other foot. Do you know what I mean? I think teams are now looking at us thinking Sunderland have got some good attack and players and we look like we can score two and three every game. Do you know what I mean? I mean look at the last three games. We scored eleven goals in the last three games. You know what I mean? You, you can't you can't complain at that. Um, and really one nil down. Even though we weren't playing particularly well, you know we go one nil down and it, it's no panic. Do you know what I mean? And I think that comes with having young players in the squad. You know what I mean? They, they don't worry going one nil down. You know they just think, ah, oh, we're one nil down. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll step it up again. Do you know what I mean? We'll uh, we'll we'll up the ante a little bit and play play at a higher tempo. And we've got those players to, to match that style as well. Do you know what I mean? We we, we haven't got slow laboured. Players that are sort of post thirty, we've got a young, exciting, fresh squad. So I agree with you. Yeah, I think we look like going one 0 down doesn't really matter in a game. Yeah, I think we have got goals in this team, and it's nice to see an attacking Sunderland team because in my lifetime we haven't had many. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's really enjoyable to watch us at the minute. It is correct. The last time I think I seen a team like this was probably the Peter Reid days. You know, the likes of Alan Johnson and that that type of thing. So that was the last attacking team we kind of had. And um, very quickly back in the chat, Kinos says can see us. David Cases, high lads, five unbeaten, bring on Cardiff. Um, David Wilson says, evening everyone. Gary Talbot, evening everyone. David Cases, QPR fan, seeing it was a yellow Muppets. Well, Jack, you've just touched on that. You know, it was an absolutely disgraceful tackle. Um, Emma Hansen, evening guys. Alan Hall, hello. David Wilson says, where's Wee Philly? Well, you know, Wee Philly's a grafter, but he's hoping to be back on the channel soon. Uh, Mick Rivers, the Ben the will be signing with Sunderland in the January transfer window, Emma. <laughs> Neil Foster, keep this squad together and the top two has to be the aim. Micro says, that's not very nice. Emma, wishing you a player to break your leg. Kano says, Pritchard came on against QBR and dictated the player. So, Mike, you know, we, uh, you know what you're going to get from a, a Gareth Ains with side. It was it was tough. It was physical. You know, they try and kick lumps out of you. And I think, you know, did we kind of get sucked into their gameplay in the first 15, 20 minutes? And, you know, what was your thoughts when you saw Ekwa heading off injured? Well, yeah, always one of my favourite players at the moment, Equa. So that was always a concern. But you could see the type of game it was going to be from the start. And at one point, you see on nine saying to the referee, that's three now. And that was just before I did the red card. So I think even if QPR fans have got a leg to stand on with the tackle, the ref forced himself into that decision by letting so many go all the way through. Um, the first 20 minutes was just foul after foul that he was just letting go by. 
so it's ridiculous. But I think we we held our own and stayed composed, which is good. Um, nobody snapped anyone's legs and got sent off, which is good, you know, despite some opinions. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it was it was uh, impressive that we didn't get sucked into that Sunday league pub football mentality that was going on, and we stayed composed. And I think that's what gave me the confidence that we were going to win that one. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Emma, you know, I've just been saying what's your thoughts on obviously when 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 I saw Ekwa going down and I feared the worst. Um obviously we didn't know he was already playing with a dead leg to start with, but he uh, he goes off and then when you see Pritchard coming on, what was your thoughts? I mean, when I seen Ekwa going off, I was just like, Oh no, he can it because to me he's been like really He's just been outstanding game after game. He's grown and grown, which we start to see towards the back end of last season. So when I seen that he was going off, it was like, oh no, he's bringing Pritchard on. Obviously, Pritchard can play, but I haven't thought Pritchard's up to it fitness-wise lately, if that makes sense. I mean, when Pritchard came on, he, he seemed to change the dynamic of the game, in my opinion. I think Pritchard just he went for it and he proved to be a vital player. Against QPR, in my opinion, I totally agree. I think he was uh, he was actually fantastic all, all game when he came on, and then obviously Jack's touched on the sending off. You know, it was a, a shocking tackle, and if, if any player you wanted to be sent off just to make it make the day of it, the atmosphere better, it would be Jack Colback. Um and he, he delivered absolutely shocking tackle, and like Jack's already said, you know, we are lucky that Job wasn't seriously injured when he, you see his back, and it was halfway up his leg. So, Jack, you've already said there wasn't really any any questions, was there? It was definitely a red car. Like it's it's terrible. Like, no, no, absolutely. But I think the the way that we reacted to it was was good because I think for too long we've been a bit of a soft touch, and I like the fact that all of our players are surrounding the referee, led by Luke O'Neill, of course. But he wasn't the only one. There was three or four of them that were getting around the referee. I'm sick of other teams doing that to us. Yeah. How how many times have we had referee and decisions being influenced by the other team? Sometimes we need to be a bit more like that, and I think we are gradually getting getting there. Do you know what I mean? We are a young side, but I think and it's it's a bit of a cliche, but sometimes the player's natural reaction tells you how bad of a tackle it was. And I really do think that you know everybody rushed around and we're in the referee's face as if to say, like, did you see that? Did you see how high it was and how late it was? So absolutely a red card. Um, but just touching on Pritchard as well, I think Pritchard's a really intelligent footballer, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He, he gets on the ball, he settles us down in the final third, he plays some key passes. And sometimes we can be, because we're a young side, as we touch on so regularly, we can be a little bit rushed in the final third, can't we? We can, we can miss that little bit of composure. And I think sometimes Pritchard's key sort of attribute is that he has that composure in the final third, whether it's just telling us to slow it down, whether it's to tell us to speed it up or put a few balls in or, or you know what I mean, playing behind. Whatever it is he does, he, he's a very intelligent footballer and I think that comes with his experience. Um, I think we need absolutely need to tie him down. If, 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 we haven't, if we haven't already, and I don't think we have, someone might put me wrong on, put me right on that. I don't think we signed him on a new contract. Absolutely need to give him another, at least another one-year deal because forget his age, regardless of his age. And, you know, yeah, you might only be able to get 60, 70 minutes out of him, but he's such a key player for us at times, you know what I mean? And it would be absolute madness if we just let him go because he's the wrong side of 30. Because he's not about athleticism, so he's not somebody that gets north of 30 and suddenly is going to his game's going to deteriorate. His game's all about getting on the ball anyway, do you know what I mean? So, for me, he's, he's a really important player and I think he, he showed that. 
Is he not one of the ones that's been told his contract's not getting renewed next season, Jack? Was he? Was it him? Was it Gooch, Bat, and him that they said they weren't going to renew? I, I'm, you might be right, Wayne. I can't remember, but I think it's criminal if we don't give him a new, really? new one-year deal. I think we'd be we'd be absolute. It's madness if we if we can't see how important and influential he is in our team. I think we're mad. I know we've got this model of youngsters, but I think you know a one-year deal for for Pritchard. If he takes that, I mean, he might not want that. He might want two and three years, and that's a little bit different. But really important player for me. I'd, I'd be getting signed up straight. Right, hundred percent, Jack. I totally agree with you. Um, back in the chat, um. Keane was just saying the same type of thing. Pritchard came on against QPR and dictated the player. John Dawson says Ahmad is apparently coming in in January. I'm not too sure what that, but Ryan McCormack agrees that he's heard that as well. Keane says recruitment over the last couple of windows has resulted in a team that can now stand up to bully boy tactics. Anthony Brown says we can give Pritchard a new contract if after signing Dak. So, Mike, I'll come to you. So on on that about Dak. So you know Pritchard came on against. QPR, and he had a fantastic game, dictated the player. So given the choice, I know what your answer is going to be, but given the choice, so bearing in mind Pritchard, contract's out, out next season, Bradley Dax signed a one-year contract, who would you keep up the two of them, or would you keep them both? I think Pritchard's earned his spot at the moment, and if Dak can push him out of that spot, fair play to him. I'd like to see them competing um, in general. But you can't say... 30s an old player you've got 37 year olds playing in the premier league you know it depends on the person i think pritchard's proved he's still got that in his tank and he's got that drive and with the side with all young players you need one or two of them old heads those wise football players to then calm them down keep control of the situation i think pritchard's an asset and I, i'm with jack they should definitely be signed for a year at least yeah 100 that's three of us agree emma do you agree with that do you you know would you would you be given Pritchard a new contract? And like you say, what you saying what he did when he came on against QPR, he, he kind of changed the game. And I thought I thought he was fantastic when he came on. So, what's your thoughts on Pritch? At this minute, Pritchard over Dak, but Dak could uh, Dak could prove us wrong throughout the season, depending on the more games he plays, if he gets better. But right now, for me, it's Pritchard over Dak any day of the week. Great stuff. Um, very quickly, we've got 77 watching, 44 likes. Don't forget, please hit that like that like button if you don't mind. Trying to get to 100 before the end of the show. So we're heading up to half time. Obviously, we're we're starting to get on top. You know, we're starting to dictate the player. We're getting more money thanks to Pritchard, and then we get a goal right at half time. Jack's probably the best time to score on it. You know, you get a goal right on the stroke of half time, and it kind of knocks their plugs in. Um, Absolutely, yeah. We, we did it last night as well, didn't we? And I know we're going to touch on that later. Yeah. We, we did it last night as well. It's a great time to score. Um, but yeah, because I think even even though we were, you know, we were all confident, it's you know we're still one nil down. We still got to score two and a half to, to get to get uh, to get the win. But um, and, and one thing I've touched on in the last few weeks, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Sometimes a shot from outside of the box can yep. take a deflection, or you can have a keeper spillage. And I think now we're starting to realise the value of that. I'm all for playing in the right areas. I'm not. I'm not saying shoot over the bar, you know. But we have overplayed in the first few weeks, and now I think we are starting to see opportunities. And yeah, it's a little bit of luck. Would it be going in if it doesn't sort of hit hit the deflection of? Um, I think it was Steve Coop. Possibly not. Possibly wouldn't. But that's that's the look that you get sometimes. Um, and uh, and yeah, you're right. Great time to score. One one knocks the stuffing out of them going into half time. They, they didn't hang on, and then you know second half set up for us to, to go and dominate and, and win the game. And that that was the hope, and that's that's the way it turned out. Um, but yeah, it was it was a cracking time to score. Um, 
really, really, really good time to score because it changes the whole complexion of the game for me. Yeah, great stuff. Also, we haven't touched on as well. You know, it was also Mason Burstow's first game, wasn't it? You know, it was his, his debut. So, Jack, what was your thoughts on uh, on Burstow, Burstow's first half performance? Well, I, I, as I say, I didn't I didn't see it fully. Um, fr- from what I saw, uh, he, he looks a little bit raw still. Do you know what I mean? I thought that last night as well. He looks a little bit raw. Um, he missed a couple of opportunities. I think he might just need uh, he might just need a, a few games. Do you know what I mean? A few games of running the side, regular football, get up with fitness. Um, I, I'm all from playing. Do you know what I mean? Because I think there is a player there, but he, for me at the minute, he looks just a little bit on the raw side. Yeah, I agree. I think, like you say, but he hasn't played much first-team football, like, you know, men's football. He's been playing the under-23s, and he, for Chelsea. But, Mike, what was your thoughts on, on Burstow? I think he was a, he looked like a, a decent player. Would you, would you rather have played him here over? Jury's out on that. Um, to be honest, between him and him here, I'd give them 50-50 on time, just to get them both up to that kind of level. I don't think he's at 90 minutes at this level yet. Uh, apparently he's he's knocking them away in training and he can't even miss once in training. He's doing really well, but it just seems he's he's lacking that confidence either in himself when he's against eleven men or just the experience at the moment. I think it's just a little bit of both. I think he, he needs to get up to speed with the, the physical side of the championship, doesn't he? Really, um, quickly back in the chat before we go to Emma. Um, DJ says Watson says yes, he's not being given a new contract. David Jobin agrees with Jack. Um, Anthony Brown said he played Pritchard over Dak. David says Pritchard is the is in the top ten championship players. Um, I'll, I've seen them comments about it <laughs> about Ann Summers. Jack, you didn't buy off Man Summers, did you? <laughs> Absolutely, not. I got it from the club shop. Actually, but I sort of understand what he's saying, but yeah, I think we need to move on after that one. <laughs> on that note, I Keno said it's funny, isn't it? We now have four strikers, but feels like Mowbray actually prefers us playing as we did last season. With no striker, well, we'll probably touch on that in a bit. He, he did make some comments about the team's quite settled now with playing without a striker, so it'll take some getting used to. But uh, Emma, when you watched the, the highlights back, what was your thoughts on Burstow? Um, to be honest, I'm, I'm not really sure what I make of him yet. I think I need to see him play a bit more. So come back to us in a few weeks when I've seen him play a bit more and I'll give you an honest answer on him then. <laughs> I think it's too easy. I think it's too early to tell in it, really. Um, but uh, back in the chat, Banks and Bells is there. There's great passion being shown by the lads at the moment. Hume shouting. Well, I can't say that. I can't swear on the chat. It's disgraceful. Um, off to the way fans was funny. I didn't know if you've seen that. Um, I think when Ballard, I think it was when that Sinclair Armstrong, it, uh, it threw Ballard across. You've seen Hume run towards the fans and he was just giving them what for. Like, he did turn the F off, which I thought was quite funny. Um, Anthony Brown says 11 goals scored, known by a striker in three games. Well, that kind of says it all. So we'll come out second half. Jackie Murray touched on, we kind of dominated from there on, didn't we? I, I don't think the result was ever in doubt. I don't think Patterson had much to do, did he, in, in the whole of the second half that I can think of. And uh, it was all us when it was one way of traffic. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, um, I think you know we're one of those teams that you don't want to you don't want to go ten men against because we, we keep the ball quite well, don't we? We play we play at a, a high tempo and and that 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 can kill teams with ten men because not only is it is it hard to cover the extra man, you you'll see them getting tired. You know what I mean? Because it's it's sometimes it's hard enough with eleven men against a team like that, but with ten. You start noticing 65, 70, 75 minutes. You get a bit more space, and then 
the, the QPR players are probably thinking it can't get any worse than the look. And I think Patrick Roberts comes off the bench and they're probably thinking, oh, God, no, a really tricky technical footballer. That's just what we need. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a, it was an excellent win. I mean, we all predicted it, but um, I, I didn't think it was going to be as easy as last year because 3-0, you know, it was a really fairly straightforward win in February, wasn't it? But I thought that could be a bit of a banana skin, that one. Um, but we successfully negotiated it. And, yeah, re- three really, really, really good points. Um uh, and yeah, yeah, good win. Yeah, great stuff. Tactics wise, Mike, obviously we took Huggins off at half time, and like Jack's just been sitting there, we'll put Roberts on. Great piece of uh, of tactics from from Tony Morbid to go three, play practically three at the back with an extra man in midfield. Yeah, it's nice to see him uh, take the advantage of the ten men and put that extra because we know how creative he is as a player. It was nice to see that come on as an option um, and actually take advantage of the ten men, not just sit back and think, okay. We can comfortably see this out and get maybe one or two. We Everyone was going for it, like I say. It could have easily been five or six goals going into that second half. Uh, but yeah, I had the confidence. Got to the point at like 80-odd minutes. I was sat there looking at Gareth, Gareth Ainsworth memes after that. It was just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Mick Rivers says, ha-ha. Um, Mick Rivers, I wasn't interested in Burstow. Kano says, yep, excellent decision to bring Roberts on to it. Emma, great bit of tactical play from uh, from Tony Mowbray to switch it up a little bit. Obviously, seeing they were still sticking with one up front, they didn't really change their tactics very much. They were still doing the same type of thing. So, good move to bring Roberts on. Yeah, I think it was because I think it was was a pre-season. I said Roberts looked like he could be a bit of a threat this season. He's he's coming out of his shell a bit more now, and so I think it was a really good move by Tony to bring him on. To be fair, in like we've always said in the past, we've got to trust in his decisions and I think he did make the right decision by doing it. Yeah, totally agree. I think it was, I mean, and it was interesting that he actually kept Abdullah Bart on the right-hand side and played Roberts a little bit in, inside. And obviously we've touched on Bar Jack in the last few weeks. He's uh, He's been playing really, really well and then got a really, really good goal, didn't he? Yeah, it was an excellent goal. It was up there, one of the best we've scored so far. We've scored that many goals. We could have our own goal of the season um, contender already. You know what I mean? We've got three or four corkers. Um, but yeah, uh, he took it really, really well. And I must admit, I didn't think he would. I didn't think he would keep Patrick Roberts out of the team. I thought, even though he'd played quite well recently, I get the feeling Roberts is um, Tony Mowbray's number one. But I fair mm-hmm. play to Tony Mowbray. He's, he's he's good as his word. He says no player's got a guaranteed start in his team. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he's given him he's given him another option, hasn't he? And I think you, you can see already he's improved even since the first first game of this season. You know what I mean? He's had two or three games now, and he he looks better on the ball. He looks like he knows when to take players on a bit more. He looks like he knows when to release it. Um, we're talking about Burstow being a bit raw, and I think Bar was, but I think the more he's playing, the more he's getting used to it, and he, he's getting up to the, the, the standard and the, the tempo and everything. So, it, it, and it's competition for places. We've spoken about it before, isn't it? They all want to keep each other out of the uh, out of the squad, and that might give Patrick Roberts a kick up the backside, and he might want to, you know, get on and, and, and graft a little bit harder because his he's, he's, um, position isn't guaranteed. So, yeah, you know, I can't fault Bar, and uh, I'd, I'd still personally say Patrick Roberts is a better player, and he would still be in my first. First choice eleven, but Bar's given them given us another option, and you can't have too many options in this league. I totally agree. I mean, do you think that's obviously the benefit of Bar having a run in the side now? You know, he's getting two or three games off the belt, and you were seeing the benefits of that. And to yeah. be fair, Tony Mowbray said after I think he said in the press comments after the game, we are that 
Roberts is going to have to be patient to get back on the side. So yeah, yeah. and I think and, and as as Kano's mentioned on that on the chat, he's looking more confident. And I think that's a big thing with young players, isn't it? You know, we, we we've got a young squad, but the only way the young players are going to get confidence is by playing them and giving them a chance to maybe make a mistake and say, right, you've made a mistake, you've given a few balls where you haven't played well, but we're gonna we're gonna gonna give you another chance later on down the line. So absolutely, um, it can only be a good thing. It's a long championship season. You tend to find that the 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 the, the teams that get promoted are the ones that have a deeper, bigger squad with a little bit more quality. And I know it goes without saying, you know, money money means bigger squads. But if you've got more options and you're not down to the bare bones when you get a few injuries, that's that's key, you know, later on in the year. And we look like our squad's definitely deeper and stronger than it was last year. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Mike, obviously, you know, Bar, again, another good performance, but his goal was actually set up by another surprise inclusion. We didn't think that our shape was going to be on the bench and he was, and he came on and he did really well. He actually got the assist for Bar's, for Bar's goal. He looks a decent player, doesn't he? Yeah, Dave looked really good. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, I'm not, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, but yeah, he's, um, he, he, I'm glad he started to bring them on, um, already. These new players, um, still really curious to see when Pembele gets on there. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was he looked impressive when he came on. He looked really confident on the ball. Um, you know, you get that with a lot of young players. Um, but yeah, very similar to Jack Clark when he first came to that. the team. Um, he was he was he looked like he really wanted it. So it'd be nice to see more of him. Definitely. Good stuff. Good stuff. Emma, thoughts on Bar? You think it's, he's justified by keeping keeping Roberts out of the side? And what was your thoughts on El Sheesh when he came on? Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Like what the lads have said, it's it's all about the confidence building for them. I mean, look at the likes of Egwa, for example, last season. I touched on it before. He we were thinking, ah, he's not really going to be that good, things like that. But then he's proven and he's getting that confidence. He's building, he's getting the game time. So it, it's nice to see Bar on that pitch and getting that game time because it's the only way they're going to get the confidence up and be able to play the play the type of football that obviously Speakman knows they can play because obviously we've got a trust in our recruitment team, haven't we? <laughs> Certainly have. Um, but in the chat, so like Kano said, bar confidence increasing and evening winning headers and diving into tackles. The mad mistakes in the chat. Hello, Terry. How are you doing? We are good to see you in the chat there. He says he seems to get everything as well, which I like. Always tracking back as well. Paul Brown says if we keep unbeaten till the next international break, Get the lads back a bit bold, but I fancy us for setting in the league. Uh, Kano says, how will Pembele oust Hume? Great promise for Mowbray to have. But like Jack just touched on, it's all accomplishable places. And these players now know that if they do have an off game, then there's somebody there for to come in and, and, and going to take the place. So so quickly before we move on to, to Blackburn, who was your man in the match, Jack, against uh, QPR? Um, well, as I say, I, I didn't, I didn't see the game. But I'm probably not in the uh, not in the best position to comment. Um, from the highlights, I don't know. I mean, um, would you go? I, I, I'm going to say Jack Clark for Blackburn, so I don't want to say Jack Clark for for QPR as well. Um, maybe Dan Ballard. I heard a few say that Dan Ballard had a really strong game, so I'd maybe go him. Yeah, just to be different, Dan Ballard. Nice one, Mike. Yeah. Much. Yeah, I, we spoke about this on a previous show. I was torn between Ballard and Clark for this. I was literally split down the middle um, on a fence completely with them two. <laughs> but um, I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm probably going to look at Ballard for the next game, so uh, Jack Clark for this one. <laughs> and Emma, 
who's your man of the match against the QPR? I'm going to completely disagree with his all and go Pritchard. I thought once Pritchard came oh, on. Yeah, yeah Pritchard, Pritchard for me. Pritchard for me, I thought, you know, he, I think he came on with a point to prove, I thought, and I thought when he came on, he, he, he dictated the play and he made things happen. So for me, Alex Pritchard would have been my man of the match for QBR. But then, so we move on to Blackburn, you know, it's a case of can we keep on with the results and, and look for, for three on the bounce. Uh, unbelievably, the st- there was a stat before the game that it, could we actually go there and make it three wins in a row since the first time in 2014? You know, and even in League One, we still couldn't string three wins together. So, you know, unbelievable stat. But, uh, Jack, obviously you were down there this time on, on Wednesday. And um, what were your thoughts when you saw the, the lineup? Obviously, we knew Ekwa wasn't playing, so Pritchard came in for that straight swap on it. Yeah, it made sense, didn't it? Um, I think uh, it was it was an obvious one, but um, I think in terms of the, in terms of the lineup, me personally, I thought that we did look a little bit vulnerable in the middle because I think Bellingham was wanting to get forward a little bit more, and I think I don't know whether his position was meant to be the holding one alongside Dan Neal. So for me, I noticed it a little bit last night. You notice how good Ekwar is when he doesn't play. Do you know what I mean? He, he, right. he didn't play last night and I felt a little bit more vulnerable in the middle. Um, but onto the game, I thought Blackburn battered us the first 20 minutes, didn't they? Let's be honest, we were absolutely clinging on. Um, I think what teams are noticing about us as well, we, we press high up and we like to get involved, but we are vulnerable to a ball in behind. Uh, you know, teams can get it, Teams if teams can get it quickly, get it wide, there is a ball in behind for us and that's something we need to sort of monitor because I've, I've noticed it against Preston early in the season and then I noticed it again last night, three or four times Blackburn played that ball in behind. Um, and really, it was a mixture of sort of bad finishing Last-ditch defending from the likes of O9 and Ballard and a little bit of luck. We, we carried a little yeah. bit of luck not to go 1-0 down. Um, and, but, yeah, against the runner play, we, we get the penalty. Um, was it a penalty? We'll probably discuss that. Um, possibly a little bit soft, but we've seen them given and you shout for it. Uh, and we get that goal. And, and then from then on, we, we, we played a little bit better. But first 20, 25 minutes, I was stood there thinking it was only a matter of time before Blackburn score here. Thankfully not. I thought we were in for a really, really long night when I seen the first 15, 20 minutes. We, we just couldn't couldn't get out, could we? We couldn't get all of the ball. We kept being sloppy. And that is it. Ekwad does do that. He gets on the ball and he slows things down. But Emma, do you think it was going to be a, a long, long night? They started off really, really well, didn't they? I did. Uh, honestly, it was just like... It was just like, I thought, that we're going to get absolutely slaughtered. I honestly thought we were going to get slaughtered. And obviously, when we conceded the goal, I just, I was like, nah. I wasn't very happy. But if you notice, we only conceded when Ballard was off the pitch. When we went out to the 10 men. Typical, we got it in there. Mike, obviously, the first 15, 20 minutes was a a really, really tough 15, 20 minutes. I I think Ballard blocked two in the space of two or three seconds. But was... Was the goal offside? It looked a little bit dodgy to me. Um, it's hard to tell that EFL cameraman, isn't it? You never get that angle down the line. That's the nightmare with it. But he, he looked quite far forward. But, you know, you've, you've, technically you've got to give, unless it's Sunderland, 
you've got to give the striker the benefit of the doubt. That's the rule of thumb. But I mean, I, I've only just literally watched the game because, as you know, my my take on the game was highlights from Emma coming through the chat and you guys and watching the Mad Mistakes live stream and his awesome reactions, which was great. Can't <laughs> that. Thanks for that, Terry. Um, with regards to what Jack said, it's actually, I was having a quick look there. It's actually come down that it's 4-1-4-1 we played. So it was supposed to be just Dan Neal in the holding. Um, mm. That's how Google interprets it anyway. So whether that's intentional or it's just because uh, Bellingham and Pritchard pushed well, I up, I don't know. Well, well I think if, if if that was the case, I think maybe we've got the first time in a while that we could say maybe Mowbray got it wrong because I think, yeah, I think there, wasn't, there wasn't enough protection in the back no. four for me. Um, because Dan Neil, as good as he is, he's not the most physical, he's not someone who's going to tear into tackles and chase up and down. Dan Neil's ability comes when he's actually on the ball for me, so I think that might be something we slightly got away with at first 20 minutes, uh, last night. Um, and that might be Mowbray's an intelligent bloke. He'll probably look and thought, well, I tried it. We got away with it. I'm, I'm not going to do that again. I'll, I'll work out a, something something better than that. What what that is, I don't know. But if that was the setup, then he slightly got it wrong for me. I don't um, want to be too critical of him, but yeah, that's... yeah, I agree. I agree, Jack. Um, in the comments, Anthony Brown says we should have sold Ross Stewart last season. We've been unstoppable since he left. Um, Conrad thanks his evening early at the party. Ryan McCormack also says he's heard Blackburn's goal should have been offside. Anthony Brown says if that was fit for Blackburn, do you think Mowbray would have picked him before Pritchard? I think he probably would have picked Duck if that had been fit. Um, I think he got it wrong with playing Joby further forward. Thankfully, he switched him in Pritch and we managed to get foothold in the game. So we've just touched on there. You know, we'll get back in the game through a, oh, the penalty. We scored a penalty. Was it a penalty? Like you see, it might have been a little bit soft if you like but like you see we've had, we've seen them too many times given against us so the referee seen a point of the spot without any hesitation didn't he so Jack do you think it was a soft one or do you think it's a uh, Stonewaller I would definitely not Stonewaller away and I think I think it was a little bit on the on the soft side all of our fans are going to say there was contact and there was Jack Clark, as good as he is, he's quite he's quite a clever footballer. He's sort of one of those that initiated sometimes and he knows when to go down. And it, it, he is going to come across because he's probably going to get a few bookings now and again for diving. But it's like, he's that quick and he's that much of a threat. Players do sort of give him a nudge and, it, and he is a bit of a theatrical diver sometimes. So, um, But really, I thought it was a little bit on the soft side. You shout for it, don't you? I was in the area and shouting for it as, as were two and a half thousand other Sunderland fans. But I don't think any of us expected it. So it was a nice shock when he did point to the spot. Um, and sometimes with referees, I hate to think it, but I sometimes think they even it up. So if there's a debatable one for the offside, he maybe thinks, well, I gave Sunderland one for the penalty and I'm going to give them a sort of yeah. half debatable one for the offside. I don't know if it goes on. Obviously, I'm not a referee, but you tend to feel that sometimes referees do want to even it up. So maybe he thought there was a hint of offside, but the crowd getting on his back a little bit and he's already given Sunderland the penalty. That's maybe was in his thoughts when he he, he allowed the uh, the Blackburn goal. But Emma touched on it and I agree. Dan Ballard should have been back on the pitch before the play started. So we were missing our key defender, our key physical yeah. defender. And the referee started the game without... There was an opportunity to put him back on the pitch and he uh, and he didn't. He, he let him stay off and then Blackburn scored. So I was a little bit frustrated with that more than the offside, to be fair, because I thought that wasn't great refereeing, personally. Yeah. I agree. I say this, this ruling where you get a player off injured and they've got to wait thirty seconds to come back on. The, it penalises that your own team. It's it's absolutely crazy. And um, very quickly back in the chat, um, Conrad's finally made it home. Finally made home from the lovely traffic on the A1. Woodsy ninety two says one hundred percent pen. The Blackburn players didn't react. Uh, Colin Major Ballard man of the match last night. Conrad tank, 
penalty to me, no protest from the Blackburn players. Anthony Brown said it was more of a pen against Blackburn last season, in my opinion. Um, Jack, I mean, was the, I didn't see many appeals from their players. I mean, that, that's the kind of when you can kind of sense if it is or not. But there wasn't really too much appealing from their players, was it? When the ref gave it. Well, I did. I didn't. I didn't say the reactions. To be fair, um, Wayne, so I, I, I can't comment on that. I'm, I'm only. I'm only giving my opinion. I mean, I yeah. didn't think it was a, a stonewall. I thought it was one of those 50-50. Like you say, you shout for it. You, you always shout for it. But for me, it wasn't. It wasn't the most nailed-on penalty you'll ever see. But I was down the other end. Like you say, my my my, um, my view of it wasn't great. But from what I thought, I, I thought it could have gone either way. I was, I, I was pleased to get it. Mine, don't get me wrong. All oh, right, 50-50. Mike, your opinion was it a definite penalty? Or, you know, was it a little bit of a one could have went either way? Uh, I'm not saying it wasn't like a soft touch, but it was the the ball had long gone and he made contact. It's any ref's going to give the penalty there in that situation, um, and and unless he sees a, a, a blatant you know dive, that's going to be given every time because it was just too far. It was coming away from goal. It was too far. There was it was a stupid tackle on Blackburn's part to be fair, because um, he was going the wrong, the opposite direction. So mm, it was. It was stupid, so it deserved a penalty for their stupidity to punish him, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Emma, was you've seen it? Was it a, a penalty in your eyes? You're on mute. You're doing a Terry. <laughs> with my tint, tinted spectacles on 110%. <laughs> but with them off, I kind of agree. We would shout for it. No matter what, we would shout for that penalty. But I think it was a bit of a, a soft one. But I think it was a deserved penalty at the same point, at the same time. So yes, it was a penalty, but it was a very soft penalty. There's been a lot worse penalties, a lot worse challenges and penalties given than yeah. what that was last night. Totally agree. Like like Jack just said in the chat there, you know, ref has a final call. So <laughs> we, we, we had a stonewaller last year at uh, at Blackburn before um, before they scored the second. Yeah. And it was absolutely nailed on, and that that was, in my opinion, much more of a penalty than the one that we got. Different referees, different games, but I think in that game we had a stonewall penalty. Then thirty seconds later, they went up the end and scored to make it even worse. Sure. But that that was absolutely nailed on. Whereas that one like last night, I, I'm I'm not like to say it could go either way, but got it. I like to say it swings around about sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Uh, Conrad said, I think it was one of those where it's letter of the law rather than actual foul. Did he get the ball? No. Did he kick that clock? Yes, it's a foul, so it's a penalty. Um, Mad Mistake said, agrees with Kino. said, yes, he was poor. Conrad says, happy baby dear Mike. Um, Anthony Brown said, it was more of a penalty issue at home than away. And uh, SAFC chat versus Ryan, VAR is ruining games. I think there was somebody asking if we should put VAR in the championship. Well, not for me. <laughs> Definitely not for me. Um, and then obviously we're going in, you know, the equalise, and then we get the second goal. Dan Neil, you know, it's, it's a great finish, Jack, and it? it's a, takes, takes it round the play and a, a good left foot strike. Yeah, really, really good. He, he, I think it was the the speed at which, he, like you say, he did it. What well, it, it seemed to be all in one movement. He takes the ball and then and then drives it into the net. Um, and with that one with the keeper, sometimes and there's loads of bodies. You know what I mean? Loads of bodies. Uh, he sometimes sees it late and it ends up going in again. Like we touched on earlier, key time to score just before half time, same as Jack Clark at QPR. Um, uh, and really. Blackburn were probably, well, not probably, Blackburn were the better team in the first half, and yet we're going with 2-1. And I was thinking, look, look, we're winning here, and we're not playing that well. We can only play better than that in the second half, and hopefully go on and win the second half. And 
we we were much much better in the second half. We got the, we got on the ball a lot more. We started to dictate the tempo, dictate the play, uh, and really, you know what I mean. There was only one team that was going to win it. Um, I mean, when Jack Clark plays like that in the second half, I mean, yeah. Jesus, he was Premier League player in waiting, wasn't he? Hopefully, he was Sunderland, but he was just phenomenal. They just couldn't handle him. Everything he was doing was torching them. And the fact that for for the third goal, he actually sat two of their players on the backside <laughs> inside their own box. Magnificent, top class finish. Yeah, he's, he's having a, he's had a cracking start of the season, and you know, fully fully justify the reason why we've kept him. And them bids of fifteen million pounds are absolutely stupid. Like he's, he's worth you know double treble that any. Um, we've got 83 watching, we've got 61 likes, so if you don't mind, hit that like button if you don't mind, trying to get 100 before the end of the stream. Uh, Emma, Jack Clark, second half performance, he was uh, unplayable, wasn't he? Oh, he, he was just, he was outstanding. I don't think I've actually seen Jack Clark play like that, and to be honest, I can't remember the last time I've seen a player in a Sunderland shirt play the way Clark did last night, if I'm completely, you know, utterly honest, he was just they didn't stand a chance, no. to be fair. Is, is, but is he trying to prove a point? That's what I want to know. So we go on, Mike. <laughs> Michael Gray. I was just going to put that forward as the last time I saw <laughs> oh, somebody yes. like that. <laughs> yes, Michael Gray. <laughs> we'll go with Michael Gray. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, my, Jack Clark, he's, I mean, like you see, he's uh, he's proven to be a really, really crucial player again this season. He's, he's got five goals already so far. Um, and last night he was second half. He was absolutely tremendous, wasn't he? Yeah, um, I, I loved the last two goals um, from the game last night. Uh, the the angle you get for Niels was superb. It's just how it didn't touch anybody's leg going through. I have no idea. There was a definite act of God going on there. And Jack Clark's was just walked in, and uh, Pritchard was so confident he was celebrating before he'd even put it in. If you watch it back. Pritchard's celebrating the goal and it's not even gone in yet. <laughs> he hasn't even kicked it in the direction he knew. He knew what was happening. But that shows how much confidence the players have in Jack Clark as well. He's not just that greedy kid anymore that won't pass. They've got full faith in him. It's great. Yeah, and he, he's our outlet ball and he, at the moment. He's it's, it's just giving the ball and he, he makes things happen at the, at the moment. He's just, when he's in this type of form, he's, he's unplayable. Yes, Jack? And he's even got his own chant at last. Oh, you, got you know one. what I mean? Everybody's been saying, Jack Clark needs a chant. He's one of our best players. He needs a chant. Well, he's got one. If anyone heard it, it was Clark. Clark will tear you apart again. The one that Man United used to have for Ryan yes. Higgs. So if no one's heard it, I'm sure everybody knows it already. But that was a... And I think, believe it or not, it was a lad a few few seats away from me. I think got it started last night. I don't know. He was the first one I heard singing it. So there we go. He's got a chant at last. Happy days Wait till Sunday. I'd say hope he loud on Sunday then. Um, back in the chat, Kano says Dan Neal is another player who was growing and growing, a cracking footballer. Conrad Tank says Clark setting was a true beauty, so cool. Kano says for me, Jack Clark looks like he's enjoying playing football with these lads. Well, that's you know there was rumours of him being unhappy. Want to be if he's not getting a move to Burnley and what have you, but he's not playing like a player unhappy. Jack is he? He looks like a player who's proper well, enjoying well, it, his football. It, 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 if, if that's what he plays like when he's unhappy, I would love to see him what, he, what he's going to be like when he's happy. Because, I mean, Christ, he, he's going to be like Messi and Ronaldo combined if that's that's when he's unhappy. I just I think sometimes in August, the, the, the rumour mill goes into overdrive, doesn't it? Silly season, you don't know what to believe. You hear people chat, perp, chirp, chirping up and you know saying stuff on Twitter and, and social media and everything. And I mean, I've, I've heard apparently his agent come out and said, I don't know what where that's come from. He's happy at Sunderland. He's certainly playing like he's happy. Um yeah. 
I think for me, he is he has absolutely 100% got the ability to go on and be a regular Premier League player. And obviously, everyone in the chat and me, us forward, want that to be with Sunderland. You know what I mean? And there's no reason why he can't. But why he can't? But at the minute, his trajectory to the Premier League might just be a little bit quicker than ours at the minute. He might get there before we do because performances like that don't go unnoticed to them. But um, we can just enjoy him for now. You know what I mean? Regardless of what's happening, just enjoy a performance like that because it was brilliant. Do you think there's a chance we could lose him in January if he keeps on performing like that? Potentially, yes. That's that's the worry. But uh, we, we, we're using that model, aren't we? And that that is the model that we're, we're going right. down. You know, showcase our players, and then if an offer does come in, drive a hard bargain, and then let them go for a high price, and then use that to rebuild. Our fans, a lot of our fans, won't like that. They'll say, you know, you can't be successful and sell players. I think you probably can. But you've just got to sell them right and recruit right. Now recruiting's been a lot better. But yeah, if he keeps playing like that, it doesn't go unnoticed. You know what I mean? You, you, you'll have people to take in, uh, taking notice. Definitely, definitely. Mike, do you think there's a there's a chance he's uh, we could lose him if he keeps on performing the way he is? Definite. Um, I think I'd love to see him stay. I think personally he'd want to stay. But if obviously silly offers come in, then Mowbray won't get a shout. No one will get a shout. They'll just accept no. it if a, if a big offer comes in. That's the unfortunate truth of it. So unless we can get the physios to fake an injury for a month, you know, <laughs> just, just as the window's on. Oh, he's miraculously healed after the window's closed. <laughs> what what price What price would, would people think he would go for? There's some that the, the, the chat might want to chat about. Nice. I, I think personally we should be looking at minimum 25, 25 million. Mm -hmm. I really do think that. that you know, People say you know there's worse players gone for higher fees. Well, that's it. I mean, if you look at how much, I think it was, I mean, I know Sims is a different player, but didn't Coventry play something like 10 million for Sims and stuff? And that, you know, it's just for a, a young English player, the prices are just through the roof. So, Emma, you know, do you think there's a chance that we could possibly lose him in January or would he want to stay and continue and get to the Prem with us? I think there's a chance we might lose him. I don't know if he wants to stay or not, obviously, given what rumours were going around in the summer. But it's also got me thinking, is he playing like this to get noticed so he's got more offers come January? Is he being told, prove what you're worth, prove your premiership, and you'll get a premiership in January? So it's making me think, is he trying to prove a point to somebody and prove, prove his worth? All right, time will tell. Like Jack says, we've just got to just let him play his natural game and what will be, will be, I'm guessing. Um, Mick Griffiths has put a comment in the chat there to say, my mate's son was talking to Clark at the beginning of the season. He asked him if he will be stopping with us. He said, he, as long as Tony Mowbray is here, I'll be here. So, you know, you can read into that what you like, bro. I, you know, all these young players loving Tony Mowbray, that's that's what I'm kind of getting. Um, just finally, before we move on to the Cardiff preview, um, I'm guessing man of the match, one, possibly two players will be in, in with the shout here. Jack? Yeah, well, I said mine earlier. Yeah. I mean, we've utilised over in the last five minutes, but he was excellent, wasn't he? Jack Clark, brilliant. Um, he scored the penalty, he scored the third to clinch it. You know, constant threat for them. They just didn't know what to do with them. They, 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 they couldn't they couldn't tackle him. They couldn't get close to foul him. A couple of them tried to cynically foul him, but he was just running that quickly and keeping the ball that well. They couldn't even get close to foul him. And I, I love that. I love when the opposition try and be cynical and our footballers are just too good for them. So, yeah, there was other, there was other players that played well. I thought Dan Neal had a good game. Uh, I thought Pritchard played well again. Uh, he, he played really well again. Um, but, yeah, Jack Clark by, by a mile for me. Yeah. Mike, I know you've already said yours, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah um, Ballard made 
such a different. It makes such a difference in that defence. I think he'd been absolute. I know they scored when he wasn't on the pitch. I'm not saying that's like all the evidence you need, but without him in our defence, we're struggling a bit more. Um, I think he's an absolute stonewall and an asset. So yeah, for me, Ballard made a massive difference there. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to go off injured. You know, it didn't look good when he, he took that knock, and I was I was feeling the worst. But you know, I like the player he is. He kept on and and soldiered on. Emma, for you, man of the match against Blackburn. For me, it's between three: um, Clark, Daniel, and Ballard. Now, I'm going to hold my hands up and I've slated Daniel before a few times on this channel, but he's really, really coming into his own at the minute and I'm liking his style at the minute. But for my man of the match, I'm going to go Ballard. Good choice, good choice. I'm going to go with Jack Clark. I thought Jack Clark was absolutely tremendous last night. I thought he, you see, just took them on single-handedly, didn't he? Second half, he was our, our outlet ball and was just a constant threat. And I think the last, the last kick of the game, it was that that Rankin Costello just decided enough was enough and just went straight through the back of him. You know, it was just to get a yellow card, like you said, Jack, totally cynical. Um, we've got currently 80 watching, 63 likes. Please hit that like button if you don't mind. Uh, very quickly back in the chat. Uh, GS2000 says, Mick Rivers, this is Jack Clark's last season in the championship with or without Sunderland. He is too good for this league, a standout player. Telly says, Ballard, I'm listening to Man of the Match. Ryan McCormack, but who would you play if Clark was to leave? Good question, really. I know Elsheesh is probably the one who's in the same kind of mould. If he, if he I'd like to think we'll sign somebody, though. Do you know what I mean? If, we, yeah. if we've got a big offer for for, uh, for for Jack Clark, 30 million or something like that, that you get you get some good championship players. I know people say you can't get anybody as good as him. That's another argument. But I'd like to think we've got a couple of, at least two to. I think 30, 30 million selling him cheap. I think if we can get 20 million for Jordan Henderson 10 years ago, I think uh, he's worth a lot more. I didn't get 35 for Pickford now, didn't we, a few years ago as well, didn't we? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right. Last five minutes on to Cardiff. So, you know, we're going to Cardiff come to the stadium on Sunday and we're looking to make it four on the bounce. You know, it's not very often teams win four in a row in this league. But, um, they have a team in form, Jack. They've won four of the last five games. I think they've beat Coventry didn't the other day. They've beat Chef Wade. They've beat Birmingham. You know, the only game they lost the last five was against Ipswich. So it's not going to be as easy as what people think. No, I mean I had them down there fighting relegation, but it looks like they might be a bit stronger than that. They should the way they're playing at the minute. I know it's early days, but they should be at least mid-table at the minute. So it's going to be a tough game, but. I think you know. It seems like we've had we've had no home game for a while. It's been a good three three weeks, hasn't it? Everyone's itching to get back to the stadium. I like and watch the watch the lads. We're playing well. We're in form. We've won four of the last five. Again, I think you know Cardiff as good as they are, and we mean no disrespect to them. I think they'll be more worried about us than we will about them. Do you know what I mean? The way that we're playing at the minute. Um, I wouldn't make too many changes either. I would just possibly bring in um, Roberts for Bar and maybe play Pritchard a little bit further back. In the holder midfield, you know, with uh, with Dan Neil. I mean, Eck was the main man there, but if he's if he's still injured, which I think he is for another couple of weeks, that would be the only change I would make. I wouldn't. When you're winning games, it's difficult to change the team so much, yeah. isn't it? You don't want to because it's hard for other players to get in. But um, yeah, not not an easy game, but I still think we're going with favourites. I, I still think we should be absolutely uh, dominating and looking for three points. Yeah, agree. Mike, would you make any changes on uh, on Sunday or would you keep it the same? I know Tony Mowbray did say after the game yesterday that you know we will have we will be having to switch things up a little bit and rotate the squad a little bit, but you know, 
do you keep the players in form or do you? Yeah, I th- I'm with uh, Jack where we need that help. With uh, Dan Neal doesn't belong on his own in that holding midfield role. So a bit more support there. Cardiff are a good team, like you say. and But I genuinely think they're going to be scared coming up to the stadium alike. They're coming to our house and we're on form. So the psychological edge I think we've got. So it's just putting, making sure we don't put out a silly team and make stupid mistakes. That's, you know, <laughs> here's what it is. Um, we're missing bad mistakes, Bordy. That's what we're missing for this for this team lineup. Um, Emma, would you make any changes on uh, on Sunday? Or would you keep it the same, or or who would you bring if you if you were going to make some changes? Pretty much what Jack and Mike were saying. The only, the only change I'd probably make would be starting Roberts. To be fair, um, keeping him keeping him on the pitch. Maybe he's resting Bar, bringing Bar on. Maybe he's the seventieth minute. So he still gets that run and he still has that same sort of impact. But I'd I'd change the start nine up by bringing Roberts in. But I'd definitely start with Pritchard again because that was one thing I was quite happy about was seeing Pritchard actually start the game. Jack? I was just going to say um, um, there's an argument as well um, for uh, Semedo in for Burst or Conrad Tanks mentioned and I don't know yeah. if that was what Mike was going to say. But I just... Oh, was- I was just going to say, who would who would keep Burstow in? Was the yeah, question. because he, he he looks like he, as much as I say I want to play him and give him minutes and give him confidence, he, he snatched at a couple, hasn't he? So that's that's another argument. Does does he stick with Burstow or going for Semedo? Uh, you know, let's wait and see. That's that's the beauty of options, isn't it? You, you go to the game, not, not sure, you're not sure, and it's it's a good it's a good talking point. I mean, this is the thing now. You know, we've, we've now got them options, haven't we? I mean. Going back to the QPR game, I mean, Hemia should have scored ahead of one of you that he was four or five yards out. He should have scored. But uh, I don't know. I think it's a, you can probably play them either or. I mean, what's your thoughts on Huggins? I mean, there was I've th- I read a few bits on social media today about Huggins having <coughs> I mean, you were down there, Jack. Was he poor last night or was he just they were, they were just playing so well? He struggled in the first half. As I mentioned, it, it, we were, the Blackburn were playing that ball in behind and they were giving it that right winger and he was he was getting the better of Hugh Huggins, I'm not going to lie. He got past him three or four times. and I wouldn't say Huggins had a really bad game, but he just, for the first half particularly, he seemed to struggle against their right winger. Second half, we got on the ball more, so he didn't have to defend as much. Uh, but he did have a bit of a, a, a slow, poor first half. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, wouldn't, I don't know if it warrants dropping in mind. I mean, that's maybe a bit harsh. I, I don't even know. Is Shirk and fit? Is, is he back Is he back ready yet? I don't know. I think so. I think I think it's going to be another three or four weeks for uh, for, yeah, for certain. Yeah. So, how many likes are we on, by the way? How many likes have we got? Hundred or we're sixty-six yeah. tonight? We are. Ah, that's um, a little bit low. Come on, give us a like, man. Away, get us towards a century. Anyone know Ru- is Rusin ready to play yet? Well, Rusin still hasn't got his work. He hasn't got his visa, so I don't know what's happening there. It's a very very strange situation. <laughs> I think it's coming on a go northeast bus, that isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Mega bus. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, score predictions. Jack, what's your score prediction for Sunday? Well, I think we're in form and I think we're confident. And um, yeah, I can't see anything other than a Sunderland win. I've never, I've never been as positive in a while watching my team. I'm going to go two nil. I think we'll get a goal in the first half, goal in the second half. Um, yeah, two nil Sunderland. Like your style, like your style, I know. Mike, we're scoring goals for fun, aren't we? Like we said, I think we've got 11 in the last four or five games. So, what's your score prediction for, uh, for Sunday? 4 0. 4 0. I like your style. One in the first half, three in the second. 
And would, is is there going to be a centre forward get a goal, or are they going to come from uh, Jack Clark? Let's not go that far. <laughs> Doesn't matter, man. Doesn't matter as long as they hit the net. We beat Cardiff 4 0. Do you know when you mentioned us? That's the first time we've had three wins on the spin uh, since Gus Poyet, the great miracle. Like, we beat Cardiff 4 uh, 0 that, that, during that. Well, yeah, there's a stat for you. There's a stat for you. Emma, score prediction for the weekend. If I jump back on a plane, the bar, I'll go 5 0 because that's the only reason we won 5 0 because that wasn't there. Um, no, I think we will concede. I'm going to say we're going to win 3 1. 3 1. That'll be three on the spin, 3 1, wouldn't it? Black QP. 3 Black, 3 1. I think it's, I see it's, it's not going to be an easy game, but I just think if the way we are playing would do unfair anybody. Um, so I'm going to go for a 4 1. I think we'll battle them. I think we'll get an early goal and I think we'll battle them. So there you are. Uh, but in the chat before we go um, Panda Candy says Emma's I love the, the cat in the background Mickey Max is good sure guys let's hope we have another three points better off on Monday morning well fingers crossed fingers crossed um, so I have a good time for tonight another good show um, thanks to everybody who's putting uh, the, put the comments in the in the chat but it was many as we can David just put 3-0 in there as well um, 71 likes go on see if you can get another 10 if you can another 10 Jack, do you want to see your goodbyes? Yeah. Uh, I always say, you know, if you're not watching the game on Saturday, Sunday, I nearly said Saturday, if you're not getting down, you've got not, nothing on, get yourself to the ground and like you're nice to see a bumper crowd there. I think we're, we're going to win. We're in form. You know, what's stopping you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully we can get three points again and uh, I'll see everybody later, lads and lasses. Nice one. Mike? Final thoughts? Just a reminder, anybody wants a replica third kit, you can go down to <laughs> Machine Mart. They're knocking them out at about a fiver each. Um, but, yeah, it's been lovely. It's uh, been nice to get some more of these positive predictions right. So we'll see you next week. So thanks, everyone, yeah. for watching. Don't forget to hit like. You've still got time. We'll be looking for Mystic May again at the weekend. Don't forget that. And, Emma, final thoughts? Uh, just we're going to keep this form. We're going to keep this confidence. We're going to do it. As Jacob would say, keep the faith because I know we can. We're going to win a Saturday. How are the lads? Excellent. I like your style. Don't forget, just before we go, that if you head across the top, we've got that promotion on for that 15% discount, SEFBN15. Also, don't forget that the show is now available in a podcast um, from Apple Podcasts and Spotify and them sort of things. So we'll be uploading this after the show for anybody who wants to listen. Um, while they're at work or out walking the dog, you'll kind of watch the live stream. So it's it, it, we have, we're getting some good uh, some good responses from the from the podcast. I didn't know whether you're that. I think I, I didn't know whether I put it in the group, but actually I got an email on um, Wednesday to say we were actually rated number fifty four in the UK for football broad for football podcasts. So after only four shows, we're uh, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. So, but uh, thanks for watching. We'll uh, see you next week. Tell you bye.